This is Positively Hygiene with your hosts, Amber Lovatos, Amy Parenti, and Angela Doe. Listen on as we dive into the positive of dental hygiene. Welcome back, everyone. We are also, all three of us are back here, so we're excited. This is going to be a fun episode, and we want to wish you all a happy National Dental Hygiene Month. You guys are incredible. We see your dedication, and we celebrate you. So in today's episode, it's sort of a special ode to our hard work. We have something fun in store. So we've asked our listeners on Instagram to submit their toughest would-you-rather scenarios. So we're going to play a would-you-rather game today. Some of the questions came from our listeners, some from us. And so even though these questions may be a little extreme in the answers, these questions also truly capture the real-life challenges we face as dental hygienists every day. I'll ask some questions, we'll answer it, and then we'll find out what our listeners on Instagram, what they voted for as well. Y'all ready? Yeah. Okay. Ready. So let's start with, would you rather have a patient that talks too much or not at all? Oh, I've had the patient that doesn't talk at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not hard. I think if you're like trying to talk to them and they don't give you anything, but talkers make you run late and then I get like stressed. Yeah, I feel like with, I, I would choose doesn't talk at all either, because I feel like if they talk too much, then you're having to like start, stop, start, stop. Um, but then at least you get feedback. If they don't talk, then you don't know what they're thinking yeah. or where you're heading or where you should go next with the appointment. And it's sort of the... And if they're serious, it could impact the mood of like the rest of your day. Yeah. So you got to be really good about like not letting those things get to, your, get to you. Yeah. Or I'll be in my head and be like, what did I do wrong? Why did they not talk to <laughs> what about me today? You, That's what I would say. I would say, yeah, it doesn't talk at all because when I'm scaling, I am in the zone. I can't yeah. scale and have a conversation. I can't I just, either. Yeah. <laughs> I know people can like multitask. So focused. No. And so that's why I feel like I need the time. Then afterwards I can like do OH. I like, okay, I did my thing. I have my ideas. Now I can talk to you about it. Um, and then I like to, I like to like look at my patients and have them look at me when I'm talking to them about their care. Yeah. Yeah. So. I need that time. So we both got to <laughs> zip it up. And you know, in hygiene school, I had a professor tell us a story. She said she was working in private practice and this guy comes in super grumpy and gruff. And she was trying to pull conversation out of him the whole time. She goes, oh, you know, it's a beautiful day out there. And he goes, I guess. And then she's like, oh, like, what do you do for work? And he's like, I work. You know, like, and she was like, he was just very like gruff. So she's like, okay. So she didn't talk at all. And then when she was dismissing him, she goes, I'll make sure you're scheduled with another hygienist. Like we can like for next time, like we can accommodate you better. And he goes, no, he's like, I want to be with you. And she's like, oh, and he goes, yeah. He's like, you didn't try to talk to me the whole time. You weren't just like <laughs> rambling. And he's like, he's like, I, I just don't enjoy being here. He's like, but you're really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and that kind of opened my eyes. So sometimes if they don't want to talk. I mean, not the same, but when I get my lashes done, I haven't gotten them in a while now, but when I do, I don't want them talking to me because that time is my nap time. Like I calculate the like <laughs> hour that I'm like, oh, I'm going to get to get a nap. And if you're talking to me, then I can't nap. And that's kind of defeats the purpose for me. <laughs> I agree. Like talking does distract me if the patient wants to talk too much, just like hearing it. And then, yeah, I think sometimes we do have to read patient cues on what they're looking for and what they want, because then that can get annoying if you're trying to like pull and drag out conversation when, when they, that's. I would like to know want. if in your questionnaire, like if you're listening, do y'all ask your patients if they rather a clinician who is talking or do they rather a quiet appointment? Because I've been to some like 
non-dental appointments that ask those types of things like what would you prefer like from your visit would you rather somebody who's like talkative or not um because it might just be like a a preference thing yeah yeah for me it's a preference thing as well like when I go you're talking about your lash appointment when I go for my hair appointments I like it in the middle you know I don't like it to be like dead silent where it seems like it's uncomfortable but then I don't really want to chat the whole time because I just want to chill and relax Mm -hmm. well our listeners on Instagram 82 percent said they rather have a patient that doesn't talk at all nice and 18 percent said talks too much we're we're with the majority so yeah yeah So we're we're all on the same wavelength on that. Okay, our next question is, would you rather have a patient that gags during x-rays or gags with the Profi paste? Amy, we'll start with you. This one's tricky because we use the GBT, so I don't do Profi. I guess that's true. If I air polishing, I would pick gags with a sensor because at least I could just do piano by wings. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think I would, yeah, rather gag with the sensor, I feel like. And it's a short, quick, like, beep, beep. You exactly. Know? Yeah. I agree. Like, the x-rays, you sort of get like it done the and opposite. not the way. Do I you? Like the opposite. Well, maybe it's because we take so many. Because we take, and we don't have, like, a pano bite wings. Yeah. Yeah. So, and sometimes we have to take FMXs. So, that takes a long time. I would I would go with the profi face because because like polishing is also really quick. Like once I'm done, I'm done. Versus like I have to position the sensor and then they move with the sensor and I've got to retake it because they're gagging or they can't. And then it's also at the beginning of the appointment, and so I feel like it just sets the tone for like it's already stressed at the beginning. So for profi face, that's at the end, and I wear a shield. So yeah, and then with the profi face, I mean I get what you're saying. You can also use other ways to deplac too. You know mm-hmm. if there's an area that really comes down to it. Well, 66% of our listeners says that they'd rather have a patient that gags with the profi paste um, and 34% gags with x-rays. I mean, x-rays already stress me out a little bit. You know, I feel like, and patients don't particularly like them. No, I think they already go in with the mindset (laughs) like, uh. (laughs) ah. And that makes more sense. There is more stress put on proper x-rays than there is on like proper yeah exactly like, yeah, like you, you could use alternative ways to get the plaque and what if i like, retake something no, but I, yeah. <laughs> we got our next question would you rather do a cleaning on a dentist or another hygienist 100 percent dentist yeah <laughs> i just for me i feel like they won't judge me i mean i don't think another i've cleaned other dental hygienist teeth uh, i don't think they judge me but i would feel that way i guess hygienists i feel like are just so much more attuned to the feeling of calculus so when you're in there and you're cleaning if you feel something like what's like, that yeah, yeah yeah like they know they know every little piece like they can feel it as you're scaling or they can feel it as you're flossing legs like, i just feel Am I going to be like opposite on y'all's, all everybody's opinions? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would rather clean a hygienist only because I feel like a hygienist would give me more grace because they know what it's like day to day, like mm. doing hygiene versus my boss. Like if the dentist is my boss, I'd rather clean my peer hygienist's teeth versus my boss's teeth. Because then I feel like, oh, what if my boss doesn't like this? And then I get scolded or I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be in trouble. <laughs> I feel like dentists, when they get their teeth cleaned, they're in awe of what we do. You know, you know? yeah. I mean. Or like they want to ask another dentist to clean their teeth. 
if it's like a multi-doc, they would ask the hygienist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I did have that happen to me before, though. I showed up to a working interview and the first patient on the schedule was the dentist. Oh, that's... And so maybe that's why I feel I feel like it's so it's kind like a of double intim- whammy. It feels intimidating because I was like, "Oh, you're like I I feel like I was being graded, you know, like evaluated. That's I mean, why else would you have me do your hygiene as the first patient of the day on my first day ever?" I I think I did clean my old boss's teeth but my new one he one time he just like randomly approached me he's like can you floss between here and I'm like oh okay (laughs) that sort of intimidated me a little bit but it was fine and then I do get flattered when like assistants ask if you can polish Mm -hmm. if you can clean their teeth if you have multiple hygienists there just because their chairs well for me they're chair side with me so then it's like they see what you do and what you talk and how you talk to the patients so it's sort of I find it a little flattering that like they they choose to ask me to take care of their teeth so like they know my skills or they're comfortable with me taking care of them. I'm still going to go with dentist. I, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather clean a, a hygienist. dental hygienist teeth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Amy and I rather clean a dentist teeth. Amber rather clean dental hygienist. Mm-hmm. So 67% of our listeners on Instagram rather clean a dentist. Interesting. Yeah. And then 33% a dental hygienist. So I, yeah, I would be interested to see, like, to hear your, the listeners reasons why. So feel free to like DM us and let us know. Our next question is, would you rather a thick tongue or tenacious calculus? Tenacious calculus. I do a lot of scaling and replanings in general. Tongues like frustrate me versus tenacious is also hard too. Like you'll be sweating, but I don't know. I think it's more in your control. Yeah. More in my control is the tongue is like it. And at some point, the tenacious calculus will give that but tongue. But the tongue, that will, tongue <laughs> will not give. That's true. And that's I'm like fighting point. it the entire time versus tenacious calculus. You like, you'll have some tenacious calculus and then you'll have some pieces that aren't tenacious. You know, like you get a little bit of a, I can come, I can come back to it if it's frustrating me. Right. That tongue though. I, okay. So that was my question. My, would you rather, because I sent it to Angela as like a random just like text would you rather because my sister had a patient last week that she's like oh my gosh the patient had super tenacious calculus and her tongue was super thick oh and strong. both yeah it had both and so then we got into this whole conversation about it and I was like let me ask Angela <laughs> would she rather <laughs> and then and then I I fired back I didn't give Amber a direct question I was like I mean a direct answer I was like well it depends she never does is there any <laughs> I was like this is just is there Angela yes or no. One or the other. Calculus in that lower interior where I need to fight that thick tongue. Otherwise, I was like, I don't know, Angela. The tongue that constantly licks the mirror. Yeah. Stop. Oh, no. Like a thick one. You know, they're like, it's like basically the entire mouth. You can barely see the teeth because it's like, Yes. Yeah. And then if you it move it a little, the yeah, yes. you can't get yeah. into those posters. And they're strong, man. Tongues are strong. Yeah, they are. And then it's hard to control as well, you know, yeah. and tell them where to place it. it. Doesn't matter how many times I say, "Relax your tongue." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> or relax your lips. I mean, that's hard too. What about you, Amy? I know. I would say, yeah, the tongue's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> the response to this poll was interesting. So, fifty-two percent. Oh. Pretty even. What do you think, thick tongue or tenacious calculus? I'm going with probably thick tongue. 52% yeah. rather a thick tongue. But you know why I think that is? Is because I know in where I practice that I can get as much time as I need. 
So I'm not stressed about there being tenacious calculus because if I need, if I go over, I go over and if I need to reschedule this patient to come back, I can reschedule this patient to come back and it's not a stressor for me, but I can see how hygienists and practices where there have, there are more time constraints and they don't have that flexibility where they'll just deal with the tongue Mm -hmm. because they don't have much time to deal with their hygiene visit. Yeah. I also think, too, over time of being a hygienist, you get desensitized to tenacious calculus. I think Mm -hmm. when you're like a new grad, it's like, oh, man, like, you know, you kind of you get a little intimidated by not being able to get it off. But then years down the road, you're like, oh, yeah, there are tools. But a tongue's always going to be a tongue. That's true. (laughs) That's true. And then, well, for me, when I come across tenacious calculus, I'm like, oh, it's fine. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) something different. (laughs) That's not different for me. I know. I know. But I think like, yeah, it's true. And I think you go back to your basics, right? Like, remember, like the face of your ultrasonic is the strongest. And so like going back to those really basics, like tools, as I get more experienced in my practice. Yeah, I definitely feel like I, I figure it out. Yeah. Our next question. Would you rather hand scale for the rest of your career or have a tooth extracted? So this is me like, exp- <laughs> like explaining my answer like but which tooth I knew, <laughs> which I, knew, tooth? I knew you were going to say that so and can I get an implant <laughs> so this is one of my questions that I did I did a reel last year for greater New York I think and I was going around asking people at the conference like would you rather this I and the question was like for dentists like would you rather only do root canals for the rest of your career or get a tooth extracted. And even if it was an anterior tooth, these dentists were like, nah, get the tooth extracted. That would do because of the career. Yeah. Amy can go first. Oh, but we don't know what tooth it is. No, we don't know what tooth it is. We can say it's a front one. How long is my career? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's no, see so you guys just gotta pick one. I oh and are the instruments sharp? Can I get them sharpened regularly? <laughs> I think that that's something that you would know, know from your practice. Like in your practice, do you currently have good instruments? Yeah, I would say, I guess, hand scale for the rest of my career. Same. Only because I'm already missing a ton of teeth. <laughs> I can't afford to like lose any more teeth. If I had all my teeth. No, I don't know. I'd hand scale. Just have to get some really good. Get some files, you know, I'll refer yeah. <laughs> get the other hygienist to do it that had their tooth extracted yeah <laughs> i i would i would choose the same i don't know just something like irks me about like having to extract a healthy tooth you know yeah. um so i would i would hand scale too yeah so my husband had a patient recently actually we don't know the full story but basically had ortho they said for eight years and they had extracted her laterals during ortho and yeah, which is crazy. And so my husband asked like, hey, so were, were they pick laterals? And they're like, no, it wasn't pick laterals. They just said they were removing them for space. But like, what an odd thing to do. You would remove. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like um, a premolar. Like a premolar. But so we, we don't, obviously we don't know like the full, full story. And so my husband ended up doing eight unit bridge, well, two, four units. He did canine to canine. He defaced uh, the laterals and he said that, even with the temps, they were just so happy. Cause she was young, like 22. Yeah. Yeah. Then she was just like, like the, the impact that it has on like your self-esteem and your life. And I don't have maxillary canines and I don't like care too, too much. Aesthetic wise, it is hard to chew through meat. That is like a, 
a thing that sometimes makes me self-conscious because I'm like trying to eat something. I have to like cut it into smaller pieces or like if I try to like bite through things, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't cut this small enough and I cannot chew through things. Functionality of your teeth, also important for life and digestion and yeah. health and like face aesthetics and structure of your face. So yeah, let's keep all our teeth. I can't imagine especially the laterals. Like, I know. So we don't know, right? We don't, yeah, we don't know. know. Yeah, know. It was in a different practice. I know we're all professionals listening, but like any parents, I always, we always tell them like, if you don't agree or you don't align or don't understand like what your orthodontist is recommending, then it's okay. Go get a second opinion, you know, because each orthodontist, they're going to practice a certain way and have a vision and a direction for different things or, or let that orthodontist know like, Hey, I don't want to extract these teeth. What are my other options? Like, it's okay to to ask and be a voice. And I think that's like a old thinking. The extraction of extracting of teeth. I think now they like try to do expanders and stuff. They don't try yes. to use like healthy teeth. But I mean, eight years ago, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I had a patient. She was. Uh, she has her lower anterior twenty four, twenty five coming in. Um, she lost in, and then there's practically no space for 23 to come in. And so I know in the past, um, it would be like, maybe you would do a series of serial extraction, but I don't know how like exactly things are now. So the dentist I was with, um, they, there's a, right now all we can do is just wait, you know, and then get an ortho consultation in the future. But you can tell the mom, like she wanted to do something. And so I can understand from the mom's point, like I want to help out any way I can. And so I talked to the dentist and I was like, is I'm like, I know of serial extractions. Is that more of like an old school way of thinking? And she said, well, with serial extractions, that is a commitment. Like once you start that, then you have to continue out basically like taking from Paul to pay Peter one after another. So it's like that. And so I get it. Like you don't want to make a decision and commit to that at such a young age. Like she didn't even have her upper anteriors yet. So, but I just wanted to figure out like where serial extractions were and like in the line of dentistry. And, but yeah, no more of it's like expansion, even mandibular expansion, not just serial extraction, serial extraction. So one after another. So then like maybe you'll take out the canine, the baby canine to make room for that lateral. But then now you don't have space for that permanent canine to come in. So you have to move, take out teeth It's like elsewhere. in phases when they do like yeah. phase ones. I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I see. 38% said they would hand scale forever. So 62% out there would get a tooth extracted. Wow. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I get that. If I, like I said, if I wasn't missing so many teeth, I would probably get a tooth extracted. I think on instinct, I would probably choose getting a tooth extracted too. Just because. If you're not thinking about it, you're just gonna, yeah. yeah, you're just clicking through the stories. Yeah. And thinking like forever, like forever is a long time. <laughs> but then, and then you could figure out other solutions after you get your tooth extracted. Okay. So this question came from one of our listeners. Would you rather redo dental hygiene school knowing nothing? So just like starting fresh, starting over. No. Or have 10 patient days with no lunch. Okay. I'll do hygiene school again. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I would, I would pick hygiene school again. Yeah. As like treacherous as it is, it was so building, you know? So it's like, I mean, it was a pain in the butt to get through. But I changed so much during that time. It's hard to really look back on it with straight negativity. You know? As long as I could do it when I was still young again, like at the same age, okay, at 36, having to go back to school. Oh, man, I don't know. I'd be tired. Esther Wilkins went to dental school when she was older in life after being in a hygienist for a while. Yeah, I know. I know people do it. I had classmates who were older who were like in their 40s and 50s, but maybe 
I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we've already went through. It. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's easier if you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah, and you have like that, well, that so new excitement. Exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. so eager, so excited, like being young and something new, and I would do it again. Yeah, I think I would do it again because ten patient days with no lunch, and I, I have to eat. Yeah, I'll like I would be hangry and yeah. cranky and ugly at the end of the day. I would probably lose a lot of weight. <laughs> no lunch, <laughs> I don't know. I won't be healthy in that manner. So we actually have seventy-one percent said they would do ten patient days and no <laughs> wow. lunch. Wow. Yeah. 29% would reduce a good hygienist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a good hygiene school experience. Like it was hard. It was tough. Um, but I would agree with Amber. Like it would have to be back to where I had like no other responsibilities. I wasn't married. I had no kids. I had 10 patient days, but we did five in the morning and five in the afternoon. So you still got a lunch. And then they only were only open three days a week. Oh, so they try to yeah, maximize the time. Which actually, yeah, yeah. you know, I was like, that's not bad. You get like... I think they did like Mondays and then closed Tuesdays and then Wednesday and Thursday. So you still got your 30 hours, like instead of 32, but you got your 30 hours and only in three days instead of five days. Yeah. And I think I would prefer that too, because sometimes like sitting there for patient cancels or no shows and you have a gap and it's just like, oh, I want just them to all come in during these couple hour, few hours and then leave early versus like. And honestly, that practice was like, an easy practice. It wasn't like bad. Yeah. So. I was reading a Facebook post where someone's like, oh, we want to change our days to only working four, consolidate and only doing four days a week. Like, which would you choose Monday through Thursday or would you choose Tuesday through Friday? And then someone suggested, why don't you switch off every mm -hmm. other week? So then mm -hmm. you have a four day weekend. And I was like, oh, that is such a great idea. I know then there's, you know, people are saying like, oh, the patients might get confused with the schedule or whatnot. But I was like, oh, that's nice to have like a four-day weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's a good idea. Okay, and our next one is, would you rather have a patient with a strong lower lip or in a large tongue? Amy? I think for this one, I would pick the tongue because the lower tip sometimes, the lower lip sometimes to me is more of like a safety concern, especially if I have a scalar. I get nervous that they're going to like flex it and I'm going to jab them mm -hmm. and that I get really bad anxiety with hurting them. The tongue is just a nuisance, but the lower lip to me, sometimes I fear for safety. So I, I well, I find the tongue sometimes a safety concern too. If they keep like push, if it's that lower anterior and then they keep pushing it forward when I'm like scaling and then I get, I get scared that something's going to happen. I would pick the lower lip over the tongue only because lower lip is just the lower lip area versus tongue is like the entire linguals. Yeah, I would pick the lower lip because then I could use a um, a retractor <laughs> to help yeah, if, if it came to that. If it came to that. I know I kind of shake their lip. Like I kind of like try to loosen yeah. it up. Like I'll grab and kind of like shake it or I'll start scaling on the linguals and then while they're relaxed, I'll like grab their lip and like sneak to the outside. <laughs> I do that sometimes. Yeah. Well, I if mean, you know where it is. If I you think even if like you try it right now, where if you open your mouth, it's tighter, right? But if you have them bite, it's looser. So I think just like just that, just, just those mechanics. Mm. Yeah. Because sometimes like 
as you're scaling, you can feel them getting tighter and tighter and pushing mm-hmm. you out. I think I was temping or something. And then sometimes I would have assistants like, oh, you want me to hold that? And then they'll take the lip. And I'm like, no, like, I don't want to hurt you either. <laughs> like, please. But I'm like, no, it's okay. I can manage this. And I know some some hygienists will ask the patient to hold their lip. I think giving the patient control, but then I get scared too. Now you have their finger in the way. And then sometimes their her lips will still tighten, but with the finger, so then it's just like, think the lower lip can be a thing. So then that's why I do go to like a good lip retractor. So that way you don't have to like worry about that at all. So with our poll, we have 56% said they would rather have a strong lower lip. But can you imagine having both too? <laughs> a strong lower lip and a tongue. That would be, you, you would hope like there's nothing there on that lower anterior or the posterior. So I know some of the questions we asked, it was like pretty extreme cases, but then we see these cases every day. We'll have a patient with an enlarged tongue, we'll have a patient that gags, and what do we have to do? We still have to find a way to care for them. So I think like definitely us as dental hygienists, we have we have a task. I mean, we know what we do. And that's why I feel like whenever we talk to a dental hygienist, we're the only ones that can like under really truly understand our profession and what we do day in and day out. So we're celebrating you and what you do and keep it up. You're doing great. Um, hopefully, you know, it's almost the end of the year too. Yeah. Uh, so we These are fun. So if you have other, would you rather as you'd like us to do, let us know. We'll maybe do another episode of this. Yeah. Send us a DM and follow us on Instagram at Positively Hygiene. We'll see you next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to Positively Hygiene. Join us every Tuesday for a new episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram for the opportunity for how you can contribute to our podcast. And follow and review Positively Hygiene on Apple and Spotify Podcasts.